Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And you're now tuned in to God and Lemonade. Hey y'all, we would love to connect with you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at God and Lemonade and send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Now let's get to the show. Hey everybody, it's Kendall in here and we are back with another wonderful episode of God and Lemonade. Uh, Brandy is out again. She is out in the world doing amazing things. We still miss her and I still want her to bring me back my stuff. Okay, hello? Uh, so again with us today, we have friend to the show, Robin. Hey girl, hey. Hey. And we do have a special guest today. We're just going to bring him right in because you know what? It's Friday and people got stuff to do. Like apparently celebrate birthdays. Hey Carlos. <laughs> hey, what's going on everybody? <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh, thank you guys so much. Yay. Uh, so I met Carlos this year. Uh, he's the dean of students at our school. I'm the counselor here in Robin just, you know, we don't really know what she does. We're still trying to figure it out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you and but, I both are trying to figure it out. <laughs> but we love her anyway. So uh, before we get started, though, ooh, I have a little birthday treat. Ah. Right here in my bag. That sounds real ratchet just coming out of a bag like this. <laughs> but, you know, I just wanted to help your sweet tooth. I don't even know if you eat this, but happy oh, birthday. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to eat this. Yeah. I know who else is going to eat this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> eat this. So, uh... All right, so let's get right into it. Um, so we were talking earlier today, and I was like, dang, like, you know what? God has just been blowing my mind this week, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, he is showing up and showing out. Um, and it hasn't been anything, like, huge. It's been very subtle. And I'm just like, dang, he has always given us sweet reminders, especially, like, when we're in a place where we're just like, is it going to happen? Is it going to work? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Um, and so... This week, you know, I was contemplating, like, the, the podcast and, like, building a brand further, and I'm just, like, going back and forth about it, and I'm just, like, I don't know. And so one big thing was, like, you know, I had this word. I was thinking about mercy, like, all day, like, his mercy all day. I don't know why. I was just thinking about that all day. And, um, like, I finished just finished talking about it with one of my friends, and I get this email, like, from, like, I don't know, political campaign or something. And the title of the email says mercy. And it goes on to talk about God's mercy. Like right after <laughs> I talked about it, I was like, oh, right. I was like, okay, Jesus, I see you on this good Wednesday at work. Um, and then that same day, um, I, first of all, was like, also, again, more so thinking about the podcast, thinking about the podcast. Like, what else can we do? Like, is it going well? Are we talking about good stuff? And then I get a text message from this person that I haven't spoken to, like, in at least a year or so, like, out the blue, like, oh, hey, I listen to the podcast. Like, I like it. Y'all are doing great things. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, in his mind, he probably was just calling, like, telling me, like, hey, good job. But to me, that was, like, such a big moment. Mm-hmm. Because right at that moment, I was just kind of, like, having doubts. And, and you get that push. Yeah. yeah. And God was like, but why are you doubting? You're doing what I told you Keep to do. Yeah. And I was like, okay, God, you know what? You two for two today, Jesus. <laughs> and then to go further than that, I had to stay late after school. And so we were working and I was telling my other coworkers, I'm like, I'm so hungry. Like, 
stomach and back. Like I told them, I'm about to be hangry. Like how long will we be here? Because I might need to order some food. And so one of my coworkers was like, well, I have a little fig bar. You can have this. Um, and I was like, okay, I guess that'll hold me over. But I was like, y'all. So I've been trying this lifestyle change. So I've been eating very clean. And so, you know, coming from eating junk, like, I was just hungry, y'all. And I didn't have enough food for the day. And then, no less than, like, two minutes after I said it, Robin walks in. <laughs> Angel walks in. <laughs> I don't know Bearing about Angel. Gifts. Right. <laughs> Robin walks in with this pan. Okay, first of all, it was the biggest pan in life. With, <laughs> with like, two pieces of, like, uh, baked chicken in there. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I think I hollered because. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Man. Right, right. I was like, man. three for three. Yeah. Three. You don't got to tell me nothing else, Jesus. Right. I got it. And so I was just so excited. And I remember calling Robin that night and telling her. And I was like, girl, God really just, like, he hears us. Like, mm-hmm. he's looking Absolutely. out. Um, and so I'm like, that's just, like, I think such an awesome testimony for somebody who may be, like, struggling with something. And not really, like, looking at, like, the small details. Like, right. we always say on this podcast, God is in the details. Because he really is, y'all. Like, I was starving, okay? And she <laughs> like, came with chicken, like baked, baked chicken, the kind of chicken that I needed for my... Y'all. It's not like I came with chips. <laughs> right, it wasn't chips. It Real wasn't deal. M&M's, like with the peanuts, like I like. It was baked chicken, what I needed, y'all. Like, y'all cannot tell me that God is not up God. there Woo, working it out for my life. So, I don't know, like, do y'all have those moments? Oh Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just one that I'd like to share with you guys hope it's not too sad of a story, but um, when we talked about God being in the details, this was the first thing that popped in my mind. Um, I lost my mom in 2011, mm-hmm. and at the time, um, you know, my mom was living with me because some other issues that was going on. Mm-hmm. So we lost her to respiratory failure, mm-hmm. an infection that she had. Uh, and like I said, I'm not going to make this story long and drawn out, but just to cover several details that happened. So I lost my mom in May, May 9, 2011. Mm-hmm. And it took a toll on me, you know, like things like that will happen. And, you know, you always get the pat on the back and people say it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. She's in a better place. You know, that's you know stuff that people say. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that works for a time. But then you go through that period where the phone calls will stop. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. pats on the back will stop. Right. Every now and then they'll check on you, you know, to see how you're doing. Um, but with that situation, like I said, I went through a rough patch. And I ended up meeting who later on became my wife, Mm -hmm. I met her in November. Mm -hmm. The same year. The same year. So, you know, I'm starting to think like, okay, I know how close I was to my mom, and I know how much she meant to me, and in the time after she passed, uh, like every month around close to the night, like it may be the first, the second, like I would just have a breakdown wherever Mm -hmm. I was. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew that, of course, because I did that behind closed doors. But one of the details you know, how you know God is in the details because every time that situation would happen, I would always get a text message or a phone call mm-hmm. from a family member. And mm-hmm. They wouldn't know what was going on with me. They'll just say, hey, man, look, you was just on my mind. Mm-hmm. I was just calling and just thinking about, you know, how's everything going? Mm-hmm. And then I started to think like, man, like, you know, like I know there wasn't nobody but God just mm-hmm. checking in on me, mm-hmm. you know, through the ways that he do things. But um, I said earlier about meeting my wife because... I met her in November, and of course we we went on, and a couple of years passed, and we got married. But uh, 
Kanye West came out with a song, and I'm ho- I hope I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> yes, we can and talk this, about Kanye. This, this happened later on, but it just brought my mind back to the point. Like, hindsight is 2020. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when things happen, you never can connect the dots looking forward, mm-hmm. only looking backwards. Mm-hmm. And then you start to understand mm-hmm. that even though this happened and, and this took a toll on me, but then you realize everything else that happened, and you start to understand why they happened. Mm-hmm. So, of course, me and my wife, we got married, um, and then we, you know, we had a baby. Mm-hmm. But the song that I'm talking about is the name of the song was Only One that Kanye, Kanye West made about mm-hmm. um, his daughter, Nora. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that song, he was talking about, of course, he lost his mom, mm-hmm. but he's talking about the fact that whenever this happened, it took a toll on him, and he starts to think, like, you know, I don't know, if I'm going to be able to make mm-hmm. it. I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. going to be able to continue. And the message that he was saying that he was getting from God was, you know, even though you feel like your angel left, mm-hmm. which was his mom, not only did I send you another angel, mm-hmm. but I sent you a daughter too. Mm-hmm. And that just really hit home with me, you know, to let me know that, yeah, I lost my mom. I was sad. I went through a rough patch. But then when I look back, like look at all of the places that he took care of me in all of the spots where he showed up. Mm-hmm. When I needed him the most, mm. he was there. Right. So, you know, that's just that's just my take on it, man. And that's how I know, you know, that regardless of what you're going through and, you know, what you may be experiencing, when you're, when you're present, when you're in it and it's in the present, sometimes it's hard to understand. Mm-hmm. But then once you go through it and you can look back, then you're, you're thinking like, man, like, you know, if, if God is for me, what can be against right. me, you know? Mm, that's good. That is good. Especially like because mothers are seen as nurturers and comforters, mm-hmm. and you know he knew that that piece was missing for you, so he sent your your wife. Mm-hmm. Perfect timing. It kind of reminds me of um, scripture when um, the storms of life are raging, and it's not scripture; that's the actual song. But it references um, when Jesus is in the stern of the ship and the disciples are at the top and Mm -hmm. out of the blue comes this outrageous storm and the disciples trying to wake Jesus up, wake Jesus up, (laughs) like, don't you care if we perish? And I think sometimes in life we get in that ship and we get in that storm and it's like, hey, Lord, remember me? Don't you care about me? Like, why are you You letting me go through these things? And, um... The amazing part or the sweet reminder is that when we can recall our faith, when we can recant our faith and what we believe, how it doesn't necessarily get easier, mm-hmm. right? but you get through the storm. Mm-hmm. And then once you get the, you know, old folks used to say, my soul look back and wonder how yeah. I got over. Yeah. <laughs> so once you get through the storm, it's just like, you know what? That was nothing but God. Like oh, absolutely. those are the those are probably some of the most amazing moments to me when I can't take credit for anything. Right. Like no way. <laughs> right. I would have threw I would have threw in a towel, <laughs> threw everybody else off the ship too. <laughs> but um, yeah, those little sweet reminders. And he's always doing it, you know. And oh, like yeah. you say, when mm-hmm. you look back, like in every area of your life, like you can be like, dang. He took care of that thing. He took care of this. So it's just like, all right, God, like, I see you working it out. Like, I remember um, wanting to go to graduate school just to get my master's in counseling. Right. And I wanted to go to um, a school that was like an hour away from where I live. But I was like, I got to do it. But I also have to work. So how are we going to do all this? Because, you know, like, I'm going to have to pay these bills. But I got to get this done because I feel like this is a part of my purpose and... 
I ended up getting a job, okay. like working overnight, um, and then like driving to grad school like in the morning. Like wow. sometimes no sleep. Um, yeah. I would go to my first class and then I would like go sleep in my car and then um, go to another class and then go back home, sleep for a little while and go to work, working a 12 hour shift overnight. Wow. Trying to study, write papers. And you know, the first year I had a lot of energy. I was like, all right, this is going well, you know, but I mean, at the end of it, like y'all, I didn't know how I was gonna make it through, especially my last year. Yeah. I remember calling my mom and she's like, she knows my voice. At least she thinks she do. She thinks she know me. <laughs> you know me, girl. I love you, mama. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and she called me. And she was like, "What's wrong with you?" Like I'm on the verge of tears because I'm exhausted. Like I'm just tired. Like I ha- by this time, I'm having to go to work, go to class an hour away, and then do my internship. So I pretty much have like two jobs, and I'm driving an hour away. Like I was so like y'all. Like I did not think I was gonna make it. My skin. Had changed. I think I was anemic, you know, (laughs) at this point. Like, I was eating horrible. I was tired. You're gaining weight, all this stuff. And my mom was like, you're almost done. You're almost done. And now it's like, now I'm in my fourth year as a counselor. And I'm like, I don't even remember those pains. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, the days that, like, I'm driving back and forth to school, like, one eye open, you know, like, Lord. <laughs> you wondering how did you get to this spot? Right. Thinking, like, like, Lord, just like get I me there. like I was sleep, but I'm not sure. Right, like, how did I work over, y'all, I can't even stay up past 11 p.m. How did <laughs> I work overnight for so long? It's just like, oh, my gosh, like, he is always taking care of us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I just think that, like, Sometimes, like, we get so caught up in life that we forget to remember that he has our backs. Oh, yeah. And, and like I said, it, it, it hits home for you, you know, once you experience something and it feels like you're going through all the trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to just understand and realize, like, yeah, I know I'm going through this. I know I'm not going through this because it's something that's going to break me. But I'm going through this so I can, you know, I can get better or so I can gain strength or so I can have that experience mm-hmm. to talk to somebody else later on in the future that may be going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what your testimony could do for that person. And like mm-hmm. I said, is you know, I, I really truly believe that, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> And when you can look back and you can connect those dots and you just see and you understand and you start to realize, like, wow. You know, like, you know exactly what it was, mm-hmm. you know. And I think a lot of it is about perspective. Because once you start seeing, you know, when you ask God to open my eyes, like, to your ways, once you start seeing things his way, then you see your situations differently. And then you're able to pinpoint, like, mm-hmm. that was you, Jesus. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you protected me when I was doing this or doing that. So, big ups to God. I mean, Robin, do you have any examples? It's funny. <laughs> I do. I definitely do. Um, but it's an interesting example that I have because it's nothing that is – supposed to be um bad mm-hmm. and by no means is it mm-hmm. but it's difficult and that is being a single parent mm-hmm. um one thing I mean I'm always every night thank you God for my son thank mm-hmm. you God for my son and throughout the day Lord why <laughs> <laughs> Lord he's jumping off the Sofa, come on, Jesus. I can't Mm because I'm not going to the house. Like, I never realized how frustrating parenting is, Mm -hmm. especially when you're doing it alone because there's no no time out for you. There's no tag team, you know, somebody (laughs) tag, you're it, come get in. You're pretty much handling it yourself. And then 
you know, God blessed me. And I say he blessed me because I believe it's going to pay off in the end with a very active little boy. Mm-hmm. Like who is, I mean, he's only down at one point in life and that's when he's sleeping and that's it. <laughs> like he doesn't nap. He's just, he's on the go yeah. all day long. And, you know, my mom always says, you know, if he wasn't, like this, you'd be scared or you'd be like, oh, what's wrong with my child? Mm-hmm. But I swear, like, I'm still like, what's wrong with my child? <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, goes, goes. And and um, even the things that I battle or I struggle with, um, even with his father, it's just like there's times when I'm just like, you know what, God? I'm even sorry I asked for this because clearly I was not equipped to do this alone, probably not even with anybody either. Like, And I just have those moments where... I don't feel like I'm a good parent. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like my son is is growing. He's developing, and my son is perfectly healthy. He's in a very, as a matter of fact, he's in a an above normal range in some of the things that he um, can do. Like mm-hmm. uh, he probably gonna start playing pro football tomorrow. Oh probably yeah, so. as soon as he get his health right. Oh my stuff. god, you know, for his age to know the stuff that he knows. Yeah, and that's I think a lot of parents feel like that though. Like when you're in the storm, you're just like, oh no, yeah. I'm horrible. They're gonna call the people on me. <laughs> oh, and, and that's everybody... another thing I say all the time too because my son is very fair skinned and he likes to jump <laughs> off of everything. Really I'm just like, where did that bruise come from? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like. They're gonna like his daycare is gonna be like you know what you're not gonna go home with her. <laughs> obviously something is going on, but there are just those moments of just absolute frustration, and then there are also those moments where things do click. Like mm-hmm. we're in the we're in the potty training phase, and for anybody who's going through potty training, like God help us all, <laughs> because you think that your child is very cognitively ready to do this they're showing signs all systems go and next thing you know you got pee all over your floor and you're just like why (laughs) (laughs) what made me think you were ready for this Mm -hmm. like back to diapers we go and it's just like i'm just at that frustrating time and then there are moments when like last night um right after you and i got off the phone Mm -hmm. and he finally kind of lulled himself to sleep I was just like, my God, this is the perfect little angel. <laughs> like, my son is, 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 he looks like a little cherub. He looks like a little angel baby. <laughs> like, I know when he wakes up, this is going to be totally different. Yeah. But just for this moment, and I think God gives us those moments, mm-hmm. those sweet reminders to say, you know what? He's alive. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not like you killed him. So, <laughs> you know, he's healthy. He's he's growing. He's learning. He's he's enjoying life. And mm-hmm. sometimes we we do a lot of comparisons. I know I do. Mm. I look at parents who are like routines and yeah. bedtime is bedtime, and their kids like my son has to be rocked to sleep still. And I, I hear some parents, oh well. My child, I just say go to bed, and they just go to bed. I'm like, geez, that's where's what that you parent? Because yeah. that might not be true. I know a couple of parents, what and they did struggle. You do to get that to happen? But um, when he finally does go to sleep, and I'm able to just kind of sit back and just really thank God because my doctor said I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know. And and when you go back to that, you know, something I've always wanted my entire life was a child, and I had my son at 33, mm-hmm. so I. Just was about to say, you know what? Maybe it's not gonna happen for me, yeah. and it did. And so, and thirty three is not old, by the way. I it's mean, it's not old at all. No, but you do have risk. Yeah, if it's your first, 
Yeah, but and it's that's still not that's help. not. But the risks are not even like you get over it in a month. Yeah, and you're like, okay, let's keep pushing, and you're good. But it's just, um, yeah. I mean that that sweet little. Wow, thanks, God. Like, cause I swear I was about to kill him. I really was. But <laughs> since you done made him look all beautiful and glorified right now, I'm just gonna be like, okay, I'll keep him around. And but. that's going. That is what energizes you when you are having those moments. Like, oh, I'm failing as a parent. Oh, I'm going to kill him. Um, it's the fact that you couldn't, or mm-hmm. so they say. Yeah, you couldn't. And I then, believed it. Right. And then yeah. God was like, no, you can. Watch. <laughs> Who told you that? Well, <laughs> he really wasn't telling you to watch. Mm-hmm. But since you, but since you made it happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. You're right. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's stuff like that that just like, like he knows we need that extra mm-hmm. boost. Definitely. Like, you know, for you to think about, dang, like he really technically shouldn't even be here. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. So, and like God was like. But I made it happen. And you're like, okay, yeah. like I can fight another day. Just another day. Just <laughs> right. Appearance is probably day by day. Maybe hour yeah. by hour. I don't know. <laughs> it but, depends on how quick my mama could get here. Right. <laughs> um, uh, what should you, you busy? Yeah. Can you please come get them? <laughs> so uh, Carlos and I were talking earlier just about how, like, how God just, you know, at the exact moment, like, more recently, like, we will be talking about a student. Mm-hmm. And they'll pop up or mm-hmm. like God is just being so quick on stuff. And you're like, dang, like, what's that about? So uh, I just I look at it and I've said this a couple of times, you know, you get to a point in your life or uh, to a point where you start to feel like, OK, this is harvest season. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're starting to think and it's, it's almost like God is telling you with different things that are happening. Like, hey, you know, the blessings that you've been asking for, mm-hmm. you've been waiting on. And even though you, it may seem like, you know, like you've been thinking like, well, God, what, you know, what's been going on, man? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I've been asking for this. Mm-hmm. Say, just look out, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, like, I know for me, I feel like it's my relationship grows closer with God. Like, I feel like, like, I don't know if he's answering me more or I just hear him better. I don't know which one it is, but, like, I was, like, trying to think of, like, this creative thing the other day, and I was just, like, you know, going through, like, seven million things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not it. This is not it. This is not it. And then I was like, all right, Lord, like, help me figure this out. And as soon as that happened, you know, it's something about these emails. I got, (laughs) I ended up looking at an email just to confirm, like, somewhere I needed to be. And I was like, hmm. And something I saw in that email kind of sparked my mind, and then, it was just like, okay, God. So I feel like more and more now, like, he is reassuring me faster, or mm-hmm. at least I'm hearing him faster, or things are coming to me quicker. I'm like, all right, like, we can deal with this, because a lot of times I think we get lost because we're like, well, do you see me? Like, it feels like he doesn't Certainly. see you. Yeah. yeah. That and um, we have to be mindful and we have to be careful, and we have to understand and know that the enemy does not want God to bless us. Mm. Like, his, his end game is for us to die. To ultimately die outside of the ark of safety, outside of salvation, outside of trusting God. And so those difficult moments or those frustrating moments or those doubtful moments are pretty much his way of making us kind of get give God an about face. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to even bother you right now because I know you're not checking for me or something mm-hmm. like that. But to me... And I, I like the word that you use, this, this blessed assurance. Like, mm-hmm. we get assurance, and God does it in such a 
a just in a nick of time kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like I was two seconds. Yeah. Like two seconds from going back to the women's hospital and trying to get my money back. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I'm able to recognize the value of what you've given me. Mm-hmm. Even in ill-gotten ways, you've still given me something of, of great value. And you trust me enough to give it to me. So mm-hmm. looking at it from those perspectives and then telling the devil, hey, not today. You're not going to win today. Um, there were several relationships that I wanted to sever. Just because I felt like, you know, these people don't mean me any good or it's not what I think. And it's just the, the devil playing mind games with you and making making you think that people are your enemy who are really not your enemy. Or mm-hmm. people who are after you who are really not after you. And then God steps in or intervenes and shows you something different. you like, I'm so glad I didn't share that with nobody because I was <laughs> so stupid right now. I would have been like, what? Dang. And just, and, it, and I like to... Like you said, you know, either God's answering quicker, I can just really, really hear him now. And I think the, the closer our walk gets with him, the more we can hear him. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, he's been answering the whole time. It's just we get closer and closer, now I can hear exactly what you're saying. Right. So. And I think a big part of that, too, is trusting like the word that God gave you. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I was having doubts about like even like this podcast, like, you know, you know, when you are a creative or creating something, you know, like Erica Badi said, you know, she's an artist and she is sensitive about right. her stuff, you know. So even in those moments, like, I think what helps when you get moments of confirmation is that you are trusting God. Yeah. Because, like, when moments when you're not trusting God and he is giving confirmation, it's st- yeah, you can't still be like, okay, well, whatever. Woe is me still. <laughs> that wasn't tear, anything. Tear. Right, and I feel like for me, like, I just feel like I'm on, like, I'm just, like, real hype in life right now. Like, I'm on cloud nine. Like, so anything that happens, like, I'm already like, yeah, God did it. You know, like, yeah. you know, I was having doubts that day. My hunger had nothing to do with my doubts, but I feel like he was like, but I'm going to show you, like, I'll provide all your needs. Oh, like, yes. it doesn't matter, oh, and I'm going to show you right now. So I was like, okay, let me eat this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have a doubt at you, Jesus. Right. <laughs> just to kind of piggyback off some of the things that you guys have said, um, I know sometimes when it feels like I'm going through my trials and tribulations, one thing that I always refer back to is that I believe that God gives us visions mm-hmm. of the person that he knows that we're going to eventually become. Mm. So with situations like that, if I'm having a bad day or I'm going through a rough patch, something that always brings it back home for me is I always tell myself, dude, why are you tripping? Mm-hmm. Like. You already know is this is just temporary. Mm-hmm. Like it's not gonna be mm-hmm. this way always. Mm-hmm. And when I can, when I'm able to look backwards or to uh, bring back to my remembrance, you know who he told me or what he showed me mm-hmm. that I ultimately will become, mm-hmm. and it, it it makes it that much easier. You mm-hmm. know, not saying that I'm still not gonna go through those situations, but when you're going through a situation and you're knowing like, dude, I'm just passing through this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I already kind of know what the end result is gonna be. Because he showed me already. Mm-hmm. And it makes you that much more able to deal with it. It makes you fight a little harder oh, yeah. mm-hmm. passing through the valley. Ooh, that vision is everything. Yeah. If you can see it and have faith in it, even if you're not there, it, it'll mm-hmm. let you keep pushing on a little longer. But that comes into play, like, of knowing who you are and whose you are. Mm-hmm. I think knowing whose you are is the important part. It's another story that I like to share with you guys. Um Occasionally, when we go back to to Mississippi, I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> um, it's close to Bama. Hey. 
there's a um, there's Foreigners. a particular church that I like to visit, and I like to go in and I like to hear the word. And I'll be honest with you guys, this particular church, um, I went, I went in, I like to hear the message. But to be honest, I don't always go up for altar call. Mm-hmm. So this particular time, they got ready to do altar call. Um, I kind of just stood back in the audience, and the pastor had been praying. You know, he had been walking amongst the audience, praying for different people. And he kind of, you know, and I was seeing him praying for the people, and I was thinking, you know, these people were they were falling out and everything. And I was like, you know, I'm with it, man, but you know, I'm, I'm not about to fall out on the floor or anything <laughs> like that. So he he pointed at me and he called me up. He said, "Look, young man, do you mind if I pray for you?" Absolutely, you know. So he started praying for me, and I'm I'm you know I'm sitting there and I'm receiving I'm receiving the the prayer the message, and he never put his hands on me, and he he said some things that kind of you know. When you realize, like, dude, like you don't know what you're playing with, like mm-hmm. you, don't, like you don't even know. You right. Know? So he <laughs> he kind of walked around me. He walked in a circle around me, three times. Mm-hmm. The first time he walked around me, he said, um, "God wanted you want, wants you to know that you're concerned about the wrong thing. Mm. You're kind of upset with him because of the things you feel like he should have done, but he didn't do for you. Mm-hmm. That was the first circle he made." Okay. So he walked around again and he said, uh, God just wants you to know that you shouldn't be worried about that because you have no idea the things that he has stored away for you. Mm-hmm. That was the second time he walked around. The third time he walked around, honest to God, like I start feeling something in my mm-hmm. knees. Yeah. And I'm starting to think like, oh man, what's Aww. going on? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, I, like, like you like, who's down there? Playing you know, like I, was like, I was like, I don't know what's going on now. I can feel myself shaking. Yeah. I don't think there's any way for him to know that, you know, the feel that I started shaking from mm-hmm. the bottom up. And then the third time he walked around me, he just leaned in and he said, do you feel that? And when I woke up, I was at the back of the church, sitting <laughs> on the pew yeah, with people fanning, you know? Yes. And I was like, wow, yeah. you know? Like, yes. it really just hit home for you, man, yeah. because I always hear this saying where they say, you know, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him what your plans are, hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, when you think about it and you try to look at the bigger picture, yeah, we're getting up every day. Yeah, we're coming to work. Yeah, we're doing what our job is. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to have positive impacts on people's lives. But you have no idea. Like, you can't even imagine or fathom the things that God has in store for you. Mm-hmm. Once you, you know, it's, it's just something. It's just really put it in perspective for you. And just for me, it just enables me to continue to do what I do, mm-hmm. you know, from day to day. Yeah, and that's, you know, he's given us everything that we need to fight for ourselves daily. It's just, I think, again, you taking that step. Like, you could have, when he was like, come here, you could have been like, who who are you talking to? Nah, brother. (laughs) Not me, not today, okay? I'm leaving. Um, But I think it is being open to that relationship and open to those experiences. And when you do have those experiences, like, you're like, won't he do it? Um, (laughs) Yes. And that puts the fire in you, in you, because you know, like I've never experienced anything like this before. This was definitely supernatural. Like nobody was doing this. I wasn't doing this. So, right. you know, who else could it be? Exactly. So yeah. And then it's to developing that relationship to know mm-hmm. that this is God. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, and and you know, I listen to people, and and I've I've been in church my entire life, um, and there's a scripture in in in, in Psalms that talks about um, this young man, this young choir director, as a matter of fact, who would pass, you know, on his way to church every day, every day. And he said he would see 
bad people on his way. And it just looked like every time he saw them, they were doing better and better and better and better. And finally mm -hmm. he asked God, now I go to church every day. You know, I'm, I'm directing the choir. I'm, I'm singing these songs of Zion to you. How is it that they get to, to prosper? And I, I think sometimes as, as believers, we get so caught up in the despair of our situation that we see the prosperity of others and think that God has turned his back on us when that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes the despair that God, that, that we're in, God keeps us in for safety measures. Mm. Because if we go outside of, of a situation and we respond or we react, we're probably going to mess things up more so than we're going to help the situation. But I find myself, um, <laughs> you know, being single every time I turn around, somebody getting engaged. I'm like, mm. Jesus, wait, <laughs> hold up, Lord. But a pastor and uh, years ago said this, and I, I honestly believe it because I think it's true. He said he's from New Orleans. He said every time it was time to get the uh, welfare check once a month. Mm -hmm. He said the ladies or the the women of the houses in the in the projects that he stayed in would come outside and one would get her check and she would yell down the way, y'all, I got my check. Y'all, I got my check. So by the time that message reached the lady at the tail end, everybody's excited. Everybody's praising. Everybody's, you know, woo woo, because they mm -hmm. know it's coming. Mm -hmm. So I've learned never to That's good. be jealous, never yeah. to shun, never <laughs> to be like, Lord, I can't believe. Mm -hmm. Because if he's allowing me to see that somebody else is being blessed, and guess what? Then I, I'm, I'm outside. <laughs> right, yeah, let let me get my house just waiting on the mailman <laughs> to pass by. Okay, because he okay, is coming. Okay, because I know my check is on the way, and like, I like I, I'll go through my social media accounts, and I'm like, newly engaged, and I'm like, go girl, go right. girl. And I always start celebrating. Yeah. I always yeah. tell people, I, I when you get blessed, I go get my umbrella mm -hmm. because I know he gonna shower oh, down. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to protect myself and hold my hand outside the umbrella just a couple few blessings, right. put them in my pocket. But I, I just I just think that's, that's really important and developing that relationship with God to know that he's not going to leave you, he's not going to forsake you, he hasn't forgotten about you. Girl, let me tell you all, so real quick story. I've talked about how my journey to actually getting this particular job plenty of times on this podcast. You have. <laughs> I have. You weren't here for it, you know, because Brandy was here. <laughs> and clearly, you know what? We'll talk about this later. But, anyway. <laughs> um, but to back that up, because I never told this part of the story, a couple of months before I actually interviewed for the job, I went to church with one of my friends, Demira, woo -woo, friend of the show. And we were talking about, uh, I mean, it was like a little women's conference. And so long, long story short, the pastor ended up talking to me and basically telling me that, like, she asked me how long I had been in my current, my job that I had, and I told her three years. And she was like, oh, um, three is the number of divine completion. She was like, you're going to have another job this year. <laughs> you're done. And I was like, okay. <laughs> She's like, I mean, do you receive this? And I was like, yeah, you know, like, still, I don't know that I didn't, but I was just like, okay. Like, nobody had really ever spoken into yeah. my life like that. Um and so whenever I interviewed for the job, you guys already know that the first interview, I did not get the job. But my prayer was before I got out the car, you know, um, God, your will be done above all else. And mm -hmm. then my second prayer was, let me make a very good impression. And so 
I, you know, I didn't get the job, as we talked about before the first time, but I did make a good impression. I told you guys, the principal called me. He said all these great things and blah, 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 blah. Um, and so I left that with, like, all right, God, I said your will. And, you know, I did ask to make a good impression. Apparently I did. So I can't really be, like, I want to be sad, but I can't be sad. Right. But I was like, but didn't you just tell me a couple of months ago I wasn't going to have this job? Like, how is this going to work out? I don't really know, God, but let's go with it. And so, um I kept a good attitude. I really, really did. I was like, all right, well, I got to go back to my other job. Help me be in that space and be okay um, and just do what I have to do for the kids. And then, like, a week later, I got a phone call that I got the job. So I was like, you know what, Jesus, you are cutting up, like, <laughs> for 2016. Ooh, and, like, I'm talking about he is showing out in 2017. Oh, yeah. So it's things like that where you have to go back and be like, dang, like, he is really in the details. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, guys. I mean, I'm just excited about how he shows up. And so, I really, really thank you guys for sitting down and sharing how he's shown up for you guys, too, you know, on this great Friday, on Carlos's birthday. (laughs) So, sometimes you just need those little reminders, like, God is with you. Like, stop tripping. (laughs) (laughs) So, we will be right back with the final thought. Hey y'all, it's Ken here with a final thought. It's just really a blessing to be able to share how good God has been and how good he is being. And I'm so thankful that Robin and Carlos sat down to share a piece of their story. Um, It's important as believers that we do give each other our testimonies. Life can be tough and we need those sweet reminders to keep us on track. Psalms 33, 13 through 15 says, From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. He is always watching. You know, he really does have our backs. And I'm just so excited that, you know, he has really been opening my eyes to who he is. And that, first of all, I've taken the initiative to build that relationship so that I can hear him better please never never forget that God is in the details